Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you hunt or fish Alabama or in the deep south, you know that it's different down here. Spawning seasons, patterns, food sources, they ain't the same down here as in other parts of the country. At Great Days Outdoors Magazine, Southern Outdoors writers pick the brains of the best Southern hunters and anglers and give you the best how-to, where-to, and when-to articles, along with so much, much more. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern Outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. I'm your host, Brian Sin. Welcome, guys. Glad to be on here. It is beautiful out there in Alabama right now. The weather is warming up. means the fish bite's going to be getting hotter, and people are catching fish, and I cannot wait for this show. Can't wait for the show for a lot of reasons. First of all, I know that we're going to get some good reports out of guys from around the state, but I'm really excited for this first segment. We got a special segment we're going to do today with my good friend, my good buddy, Adam Whitehead from Sportsman's Box. Adam, welcome to the show, brother. Brian, man, I appreciate you having me. I, I heard you talk about this a lot, and I couldn't wait to get on here and participate in it with you, so I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm glad you're on here, man. I've been wanting to have you on for a while, and, and guys, me and Adam go way back. Are, are pretty uh, Well, my, my kids called him Uncle Adam for a little while, so we must go pretty good ways back. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yep. Yeah, but we, we met. Adam, I guess we met through the outdoor industry at going to ATA and all the different shows, National Wild Turkey Federation shows, and just kind of met through mutual friends there. And man, you've been been over on the to Alabama several times and out on the lake with me and and my family. So man, we've we've just gotten close over the years. And I'm man, I was looking forward to having you on and, and letting you have an opportunity to tell our audience what you do. Cause it's really cool. So let's just Let's start right there, man. Tell us about Sportsman's Box. What is it? How did it start? Just give us the background. Boy, we've had some good times. With those eight. As you were talking about those shows, I was like, golly, from Atlanta to Las Vegas to uh, Indiana. We've seen the town. You and know, we, can we, we, we can remember most of it. We can remember most of it. I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, let's just go with that. Let's just go with that. I mean, we are on – we're on the air, so let's go with that. That's right. <laughs> but anyways, no, uh, so Sportsman's Box, uh, it was born out of uh, a desire to discover more gear myself. My background is I grew up in eastern North Carolina on a small family farm. The closest hunting store to me is about an hour, hour, so just over an hour. And anytime we were going into town an hour away or to the big city, you know, we wanted to go shop for hunting and fishing gear. It'd be a whole carpool of folks. So I'd call up my buddies and say, Hey, I need to get some waders, some decoys, and we'd walk out of there with truck pulls. Just because it was so far away, it was it was an event to go. And then uh, older I got, wish there was a better way. Kind of always wish there was a better way to get my hands on more gear. Uh, older I got, uh, got into a little bit of technology, if you will. But my hobbies for hunting and fishing haven't changed. That's what I did, and and I was doing some technology for work, so to speak. I was seeing this this deal about uh, like these discovery boxes where you sign up for a membership and you get a, a package once a month or once a quarter and they send you gear based on your hobbies. So if you want to discover makeup, makeup was a famous one. So you want to discover makeup, you signed up and they sent you samples of makeup. You want to discover pet toys uh, for your dog, you sign up and they send you pet toys for your dog. And I was like, huh, that looks fun. I don't really like, personally, I don't really like going to the store. I'd rather just kind of get it sent to me. It's almost a gift these days. The only thing we get in the mail, or at least the older I get, the, the only things I get in the mail are bills. I'm like, right. oh, this is not a good <laughs> So it's like that concept of I love messing with gear. Uh, I love hunting and fishing, and I, I want to discover more gear. And you can't really, sometimes you can't do that, especially when you grow up in the country, because it's just not that convenient to go down to your local 
big store where you can walk around and touch items, feel items, et cetera. So from that, I was like, well, I want one of these boxes, one of these deals. Couldn't find one. So being in the uh, industry I was in at the time, I, you know, I was able to uh, luckily quickly put together a site and see if anybody else was interested. And we started getting interest right away. So I was like, huh, there are more people like me. And so here we are six years later. You know, I, I believe we just crossed shipping out our one millionth product. What? To, to help hunters and anglers. So uh, it, it's been a wild ride. Man, that is so cool that you've reached that million product mark. I mean, hats off to you, man. Because let me tell you guys, Adam started this thing out the right way. And I mean, he didn't start it out coming in with anything but hard work and a desire to give, to put a product out there that people would enjoy. And that's what I love, man. This was a passion. He's not kidding. This is a passion driven business and he's made it su successful. Cool thing about it is, and like you said, as adults, we don't get a lot of good stuff in the mail except for bills. And so the thing that I love about Sportsman's Box is the anticipation. And you know, I'm going to let you dive into this a little bit in a minute. You can get a box every month. You can do it every quarter. But when that quarter or that month rolls around and you know it's getting time, you're like, hey, man, I know that Sportsman's Box is coming. I wonder what kind of gear I'm going to have. It's just it's, it's fun. And you get good mm. stuff. It's not junk. I mean, the stuff that you get in here mm -hmm. is stuff that I use all the time. I mean, I, I, I've never go to the tree stand without something I got out of your box. And and uh, same way with fishing. And so let's move over from how did we transition? I know this started out mainly in the hunting industry. We'd have duck hunting products, deer, turkey, things like that. Mm. And then now you've transferred over into the fishing industry so obviously that's a natural flow i'm sure but kind of let's kind of discuss that with us and uh let's hear kind of some of the fishing backgrounds that this is a fishing podcast yeah for sure yeah we over the past you know as you were just talking about brian over the past say 12 months we, we've really we've grown as an internal team to now we can handle a lot more than just hunting gears but the the transition was Launching and shipping out our first box in July, we were prepping most of our sportsmen for hunting season coming up. And then we kind of got stuck, if you will. Not in a bad way, by no means in a bad way, but just kind of like, oh, you know, they, they like hunting gear. They want hunting gear. And then it's kind of like, but I've been fishing every weekend in the summer. Why, you know, let's, let's get the fish. Let's get on it. And so that, that was when it was kind of like, oh, yeah. And then it's just more teammates now. We're able to do it. I've been fishing since I could literally pick up a rod and reel and reel it by myself probably before that. And and so, yeah, it was really just a focus on growing the team and putting more team members in place that have that passion for fishing just as much as we have some folks that are more passionate about hunting. Now we have folks that are more passionate about fishing and saying there's a lot, not only are there baits out there worth testing and trying and getting, but there's reels, there's rods, there, I mean, we do it all. There's fishing net. We're working with, uh, potentially working with, put a Garmin where you can, you know, fish finders in there for people that have boats and even working on a portable one that I don't even know if Garmin has released yet. I probably wasn't supposed to say that, but we'll let it ride. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, all sorts of fishing gears now we're, we're getting into as well. From lines to all of it, braided so, versus you know regular, and we want you to test it because different waters, different ponds, different temperatures—it's all going to change the way the fish reacts. And that's what you know I love about this show here is that you guys are updating us weekly because guess what? The weather is <laughs> weather's changing right. weekly. The weekly, no doubt. I mean, two weeks ago we were freezing. Now yeah. it's like. Okay, what's what's working now? What's working now? That's so, right. That, that's, that's right. It changes constantly, mm -hmm. and that and that's what's cool is you can kind of change that monthly box to kind of what season we're in. And the one thing that you've done that that I love, and I will take full credit for. Well, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Please do. <laughs> Let I, me take I, that back, Brian. No, hey, that's exactly what we're trying. We, you were your customer. You said, I would really like this. Now, we can't customize every trinket, right? But you said, I think this would be cool, right? Actually, it, it, actually, I got to stop you. let there. us know. I, I got to stop you. My wife did. Ah. 
Of course, they're much better shoppers. They're much better shoppers. They're much better at this. But she's the one who actually said to me, and then I think I told you, she's like, man, wouldn't this be cool if you could kind of customize it? Instead of just getting a box every month that Adam and his team has decided, hey, these are cool products. And they were. They're great, cool products and all that. But what if you could customize mm-hmm. it? So, so like in fishing, you know, do do I want in my shallow water fishing and my deep water guy? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know all the ways you have to customize it. Now you've really developed this thing out, but but maybe talk about mm-hmm. that. What kind of choices? If somebody's going to get on and and start getting the sportsman's box mailed to them every month or every quarter, whatever they choose, do they go through and kind of is there like a list that they go through and pick? I mean, how do you go about customizing it? Kind of give us the options of the different type boxes that, that we can get. I mean, good gracious. In short terms, because I, I know I'm going to miss some, but sportsmansbox.com, and you get started, and then you essentially start customizing your box is how it works. I mean, for species, uh, whitetail, waterfowl, elk, pronghorn, uh, predators, hogs, coyotes, rabbit, squirrel, all you know, Whatever species that you 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 hunt around here uh, in in this country, we essentially can cater towards. Uh, now that doesn't mean that like so if you put elk hunting, you're twelve month you know twelve boxes or say you get it quarterly, you're not going to get you know, twelve bugles. But since you're an elk hunter, we understand because we are a team of experts and and, and are affiliated with experts that are in that do that constantly. There's other gear outside of an elk bugle that you're going to need while you're elk hunting, right? Right. So you don't don't expect elk bugles, a bunch of bugles, right? And freshwater fishing, saltwater fishing. And then we are working on getting into the exact species of fish that you prefer to go after. But something that we do already do is you let us know if you're hunting rivers, streams, inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fishing from a kayak versus a fishing boat. So things like that, it, that's that's as far as customizing. But what you're just what, what I just mentioned with species and water depth, that's uh, that's phase two that's coming up here shortly. Actually, man, that's exciting. That's really cool that y'all have done this and and developed it out the way you have. And it's a lot of fun, and you get great products, and you don't have to go to the store. So you get that mm-hmm. anticipation instead of the dread of having to go to get in a car and drive somewhere and go the and, and go buy it so it's and, and you get to try things you might not have ever tried before and and, and new things because you work you're working with some great vendors i mean the stuff you're getting here is not coming from places that nobody's ever heard of for the most part these manufacturers of the of the gear that you're putting in your box i mean it's it's top line mm-hmm. product that's it that's it from the hunting brands to the fishing brands, you know, as you mentioned, the fishing brands are still kind of new for us, but we've been doing it now for, so even during the fall, Brian, we, we send out, you know, that's whitetail season, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're sending out a whitetail box, but even in the fall, we have members that are freshwater fishermen only. And we would build and customize a box just for freshwater fishing where they wouldn't even get a whitetail product. It's a completely different box. That's awesome. And so as we grow our, our brands there, they're just continuing to compound on itself, right? And that's the, the beauty of seeing it in the more members we get, the members' boxes are each getting better. And so it's like, you don't like the first one? Hey, let us know what you didn't like about it. That way we're going to improve your next one. That's, we want to build a relationship with you and become an extension of helping you be more successful. Man, I love it. I love what you're doing, brother. I can't wait to get you back down here on the lakes in Alabama and let you show my kids up on the wakeboard. And cause you know what else we're going to do? I mean, Adam, you, you're going to come down here and do some noodling with me and Hannah and Jeff. I know that already. So we're going to catch some catfish. That's it. I haven't done it yet, but let's do it. We, we got to do it. One more thing before we let you go on this. First of all, I want to know how, where people go, the website, how they can look at your product. And then, uh, there's also different, if I'm remembering correctly, there's different price ranges and de- kind of d- according to, mm-hmm. depending on how much stuff you want in your box. Am I accurate on that? You are accurate. You, you're exactly right. So yeah, we try to have a price point that's available for wherever you're comfortable at. Even if you're comfortable giving it a shot at a lower range, try that and then start the relationship with us, start the membership with us and we'll 
we'll keep improving and, and show you show you that we're worth it essentially from anywhere from thirty dollars a month to a hundred dollars a month or you can also get that quarterly uh you can also get those options quarterly so you want to get the hundred dollar box but you don't you think a, a monthly is just too much then great we got a quarterly option for you awesome man where do people go to to get more details oh yeah box and possibly find and sign up yeah 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 so uh, on the World Wide Web, as they say, is you can either Google us at uh, Google Sportsman's Box. Just search for Sportsman's Box anywhere, any of the uh, the websites there, and Sportsman'sBox.com. Simple as that. Or you know, check us out on social medias. We're on uh, the Instagram, we're on Facebook, and then we're also on uh, you know this new app that you might have heard of that'll be coming out here shortly. Uh, it's called you do. I don't know how Dude, familiar you are with it, but I love that shameless it. plug for me, man. I love that shameless plug for me. Thank you very much. And no doubt we're excited about that platform because it, it our hope is that it allows us to grow a more connected to our followers because we understand the model and we understand what the other social media are doing and we connect with them there, but we see the opportunity that it is to connect much on, on a deeper level. And that's what we're all about is building relationships and building how do we serve you better? So that's right, that man. And, 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 and Hey, we're, we're all, we're all hunters and fishermen that listen to this. And man, we've all got those common bonds and those ties. And we are a, a close knit community when it comes down to it of like-minded people and, and man, uh, yeah. So just to kind of elaborate on, on where Adam was talking with that, I don't know if most, some of you guys know that listen to this, some may not, but I have to have a, a social media app called you do why you We are in the process of a major overhaul, kind of a redirect on the direction that we're going with it. I mean, we're literally Adam, we're sitting, I mean, I know you're a beta tester, so thank mm-hmm. you for that. So we're kind of in beta right now, or we are in beta right now, but we're literally oh, yeah. a couple of weeks away from going live. And we are so excited about that because for the first time, you're going to be able to have a social media platform where your feed is not going to be manipulated. There's no political agenda being forced on you. There's no ads being, you know, every third, fourth, fifth feed that you scroll by it's not an ad you don't have to watch videos before you see the next thing that you want to see and things like that so we're going to have a true social media platform that's built the way you want to build it where you see the things that you want to see your family your friends the things that you care about is what you will actually see there not what our competitor you know not what facebook or instagram wants you to see but things that you truly want to see so we're we're excited about that we've got some big people involved in this i'm not going to say their names right now but there's some some big entertainers out there that you guys are uh listen to on the radio a good bit and and uh, we're excited about them being part of our launch so stay tuned because it's coming very soon and we'll be rolling it out on here as well well man adam thank you very much for joining us and and talking about sportsman's box and guys just to let y'all know when you google it look it up it is one word correct adam sportsman's box one word Essentially, if you Google it with it's two words, but uh, but when you you know type it in the URL, if you go straight there at sportsmansbox.com, and it, there is an S, so sportsmans, M-A-N-S, B-O-X.com. Yep, yep, and you'll see that in our show notes okay. too, guys. So uh, thank you for that. Hey, Adam, man, I don't want you to go anywhere. I love talking to you. I love having you on here. We're wrapping this segment up. But I'm inviting you, if you want to stay on and co-host the rest of the show with me, man, it'd be a lot of fun to have you on here, ask some questions, and and to these fishermen that we're fixing to bring on, Mm -hmm. feel free to jump off if you need to, man. I'm going to ask you to stay on with us for a little while. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Happy to be here. All right, man. Before we wrap this segment up, first of all, this week's segment is brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com, and these guys know how to grow big 
All right. Well, man, thank you again, Adam, for being on. And, uh, guys, he was going to try to stay on, do a little co-hosting, but his phone's blowing up. So he had to jump off real quick. But uh, y'all be sure and check out sportsmansbox.com. Give Adam a shot. He's a, he's a good guy and a good friend, and, and I appreciate him being on here. But let's move on to segment number one. We're going to our Tennessee Pickwick Smith Lake report with Chris Jackson. Chris, how are you today, man? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good, buddy. I'll tell you, man, I'm just loving seeing this forecast that we got coming up. Still been, uh, these days are getting warmer and got the time change coming, thankfully, this weekend. So we get a little more daylight in the late afternoons. And I'm hoping these baseball games I've been going to about three days a week for the high school, uh, I'm hoping we're going to get a little warmer weather for them because it's been been pretty cold out there at night. Oh, there's no doubt. It's been pretty chilly without a doubt. It, you know, it's 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 weird. You know, in Alabama, they always say if you don't like the weather, just wait about 15 minutes and it'll be different. And this time of year, that is extremely true. You know, at the beginning of the week, it was in the 30s. And then uh, the end of the week, or if right now, it's like 72, 73 degrees. The only bad part is the wind's kicked up a little bit, but – that just means the spawn's starting, so that's a, that's a good thing for me. That's a good thing for you, man. Well, where have you been fishing lately? I have primarily been buried up on Gunnersville and Smith Lake both. I've been on Gunnersville the last couple of days because the MLF Big Five is at Smith this week, so I deferred my trips to Gunnersville just to stay out of their way. You know, I did some on the weekend at Smith, and the water came up really, really good. And that's made fishing a little bit better. It's still tough because the fish are transitioning, you know, with the water moving and the temperatures going up both. It's made the fishing kind of, I don't know, it's, it, one day you can smash them and the next day you have to scratch and claw for every single bite. But it's it's getting more stable. I think the MLF guys are going to have a lot of fun, and that's for sure. And they're going to be on Gunnersville, right? They're on Smith. Actually. Oh, they're on Smith. Okay. You've been going to Gunnersville. Okay, I got you. I got you. I had yeah. it backwards. Yeah, I've been, I've been going to Gunnersville to kind of stay out of their way. You know, it's... It's funny, I, I tournament fish too, so I know what those guys are going through. And, you know, when you're fishing for a living, you don't want somebody messing your stuff up. And, right. And, you know, it's just kind of a professional courtesy kind of thing, I guess. So I've, I've been trying to stay off of Smith pretty much out of their way, and I'll be off it the rest of the week because they're starting tomorrow, I believe. Well, you know, let's stay on Smith for a minute. And, you know, Smith is such a different lake than than, than Gunnersville and, and a lot of the a lot of the lakes the clearest and the deepest lake we have in the state you know i know that this time of year on you fall in gunnersville and logan martin and lay and some of these lakes i mean people i mean people start getting up and busting the banks and throwing spinner baits and chatter baits and it's a fun time of the year to fish because the, the fish are moving up i mean their spawns coming and starting and and the shallow bite is on in, oh, yeah. Is that out. true in Smith Lake as much uh, with the clear water? How do you navigate that? Or how do you, is it the same? Is it different? Well, you can kind of, you catch them pretty much. You can catch them this time of year. You can catch them both ways. You can catch them shallow or you can catch them deeper. You know, the the fish that, that I was catching, say, a month ago in 80 to 100 feet of water are now in, you know, that 40 to 60 foot range. The schools of, of bigger spotted bass are at least. The largemouth are definitely super shallow. They're in the dirt, but you got to go, you know, way in the backs of creeks and stuff to get to them. One thing about Smith is it's it's a landlocked lake, and you know, one thing that's difficult for a lot of people to to get is like a say the creek arm for Ryan's Creek. I mean, it's it's a lake in itself. And, you know, people say, oh, yeah, you just fish secondary points in creeks this time of year. Well, that works, except when your creek is 180 feet deep, then I basically make it another lake. And the secondary point really isn't. It's more like the third or fourth point going into a pocket than it is a secondary type point going into a little small creek arm. The water has come up a pretty good bit, especially in the last week, week and a half, which has pushed a lot of the fish up. A lot of them are shallow. The The sun beating down on that clear water warms those rocks up. But the fish are cruising, so they're very difficult to catch. And you have to make super long casts because this time of year, without we hadn't had any rain in a couple of weeks. It's made the water super-duper clear. So fish are kind of weary and, and cruising, and they're they're getting ready, but they're not oh. there yet. But, but it fishes. You can catch them both, diff, both directions, really, both ways. You can catch them deep and shallow. 
Yeah, and that's what I was wondering with, you know, when I was thinking with Smith Lake with as clear as it is, is how, how are you fishing that without, you know, I guess you just said it, you have to make long casts. Oh, yeah, you have to make, you know, and I do several tricks, you know, one trick that, that I've showed a lot of clients and they, they I learned it sight fishing, but in super clear water, I kick my motor completely out of the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, so my prop's not in the water, so it doesn't turn. You know, when you're moving a boat on a trolling motor, your prop will actually, will barely turn. When the sun's high and the water's clear, you might as well just stick a mirror in the lake and flash the fish when you're going, you know, down a bank. So I kick the motor all the way up, and that, that kind of helps a little bit. Um, trolling motor, I kick way down so it doesn't startle them as much. And... And yeah, the biggest thing is make super long cast. If you don't, if you don't make long cast, it's very difficult to get bit. What are you fishing with when you're fishing shallow? There, are you fishing with a pretty small diameter line. I mean, what kind of lure? It kind of depends. Uh, like like last week, you know, we had a front come through. I was catching them really, really good on a on a small uh, duo reelist V-tail shad, which is a tiny little bait, two and a half, three inches long. And they make a four inch, but but I was trying to match the hatch, and the those bait fish are real real small, and I was putting it on on like a scrounger type head and fishing it, throwing it up, um, basically up on the bank, and the fish were were getting near uh, stumps, stumps and and bigger chunk rock right on the outside edges of where small rock was, and they were cruising back and forth, and I was trying to basically get a reaction bite. The jerkbait bite's been pretty decent, but it's starting to fall off a little bit, which I'm kind of glad of because I hate throwing them. The crankbait bite is, is pretty solid for catching shallow fish. I'll throw a little small square bill that Duo makes that they just came out with last year that's, that's just awesome. It moves a lot of water. And I, I throw the typical colors, you know, shad, blueback heron, and uh, red crawl. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, is the when you're are you mainly fishing shallow right now? I mean, if you were going this weekend uh, to to fish Smith, would you would you be concentrating more on the shallow, or would you be back out still in that 20, 30, 40 foot? If I was trying to catch numbers, I'd probably go shallower and try to just make long cast those crankbaits and and that V-tail shad. And as the sun got up, I'd probably move towards marans and docks and swim a jig. Or some of those fish will actually, once the sun, the water temperature goes up some, they'll they'll get on those shade lines, on those floating docks. And a lot of people, it's real hard to fish floating docks, you know, because you got to make really precise cast. But if you can get a long cast to a floating dock and and let it sink down, say, about 10 feet, and then slowly come back out with it, a lot of times that'll, that'll get you a bigger bite. If I was trying to catch just big fish, I'd stay deep. I'd stay deep and work on my electronics and throw uh, either that V-tail shad or the spin bait 80 or the spin bait 90, depending on how deep they are and how fast I needed to get it down there. Some guys are even swimming jigs in 30 and 40 feet of water. So oh, wow. it's, it's, producing bigger, it's producing bigger bites, but it's, it's a lot fewer and far between. Right, right. Well, well, let's move over to Gunnerful because I know you've been spending, you said you've been spending a lot of time there lately. So talk to me about Gunnerful. How are you doing there right now? Kind of what, where are the fish? Sure, there's those fish there. Oh yeah, those fish are in dirt water. Hey, I don't think I've caught a fish in the last several days in less than, or more than four feet of water. I have seen some that are still on the ledges, but I haven't had, you know, clients that really wanted to fish that type of style of fishing. So I stayed shallower, you know, to just to make sure I get them what they're wanting to, to do and learn. Typical traps, you know, the lipless crankbaits are working great. The jig bite actually is not bad. But when we had that cold front hit, instead of going to the actual trap bite and getting a reaction bite, I would go back through that same section with a six-inch Cinco um, rigged wacky style and throw it out and just let it sink and not touch it and soak it. And uh, that ended up getting quite a few more bites out of the same area. That's helped a lot. But the lake has taken a quite a bit of, of a beating in the last month from tournaments. So the oh, fish yeah. are getting weird. I mean, I think we had about 600 boats in tournaments last Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot of pressure. It is. And, the, you know, the bad part is, you know, the north winds are blowing pretty good. You know, anybody that's ever fished Gunnersville knows the north winds are a sign of the spawn starting. It's a sign of uh, trying to keep them, I guess, trying to stay out of uh, other people's way with the 
flows really bad, it packs everybody in those areas. So it, it makes it a little bit more difficult to catch them. So you got to learn to catch them behind somebody. And being patient is a big, big key factor. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So is a certain color working better for you than, than others on Gunnersville right now? The red crawl on the trap is working better, and soft plastics, green pumpkin with with a little bit of chartreuse on it has really done well, uh, especially when that front hits. That that makes a big difference. And if you want to try to ledge fish, you know, a brown jig with a green pumpkin trailer is has been you know my go-to bait this time of year for 15, 20 years. What about the? Uh, what are you targeting in the shallow water? Are you fishing grass? Are you fishing? You know, there's, yeah, there's yeah. much shallow water. I'm, what what kind of are you trying to stay closer to deep water? I'm fishing shallow, but I'm but I'm close to creek channels, mm-hmm. um, where creek channel you know is running into into a spawning flat. But it the creek channels are deeper, so it so it gives them a way to you know kind of bug out of that shallow water at night and get a little bit deeper and stay warmer. And the fish can not basically just don't freeze to death because the the night times here are still in the 40s. Yeah. So once the sun goes down, the temperature will drop 20, 25 degrees pretty quick. And that makes the water temperature start to to drop, you know, three, four, five degrees, especially from late afternoon to to the next early morning. You know, it could drop five degrees. So that'll sometimes that'll move those fish around. So it's easier to stay on top of them that way. The big thing is is staying near those those shallow flats, but finding deep water pretty close, looking for red clay on the banks. that shows that it's it's going to hold the heat a little bit better, and then definitely in grass. Um, eel grass is almost taking Gunnersville over, uh, which has made fishing difficult, especially fishing. You know anything like a lipless crank, the coots pull the the grass up, the current pulls it up, so a lot of it's floating, which makes it really difficult to fish. That's one reason I've I've gone to fishing some soft plastics. Um, it makes it easier for clients. Right. Um, it's not near not near as frustrating, but I'll tell you one of the biggest keys I've found so far in the last couple of weeks, and, and it's been this way for years, if you can find millful and hydrilla mixed, that makes a big difference. Where those two types of grass come together, it's generally almost always holding a fish. Oh, wow. That's a good thing to know. It's a good way to narrow down an area pretty quick. If you can dig up, some, and, if, and my dad used to tell me when I was a little kid, when we'd, we'd find that millful that was like super green. You know, we always caught fish out of it, and my dad used to laugh and say it was money green because if you found that, you were going to win money. You're going to win money. Yeah. There you go. Going to have a, a good <laughs> fish in there. Exactly. He's like, if you can find that super green grass, then you know that's money green grass. That means you're going to win money later. Well, that's awesome. Well, Chris, man, what about for the tip of the week? What tip would you bring us today if somebody's going to be going to in the next couple of days to, to Gunnersville or Smith Lake, either one? I mean, you pick. The biggest thing, and I tell my clients this, I've told them this for the last couple of weeks, keep the trolling motor in the water and the big motor turned off. You just go to an area and, you know, don't fish super fast, but but stay in that area, dedicate to it, start off and say, anywhere between six to eight feet of water throwing up into shallower water uh, with those deeper creeks that are dropping into those pockets and if you're on Gunnersville, the creek channel will make two or three turns going into these pockets all of those turns are places to key on and fish the point of that underwater where the creek channel flows into the river channel or flows into a bigger creek channel that swings in fish it like it's an exterior point that you can actually see although you can't see it but start there and work your way back and those fish actually are working from the river back to the backs of the pockets during the day and and they get shallower and shallower as the day goes on until about you know three or four o'clock then they start finding their way back in that deeper water and working their way back out a little bit Man, that's a great tip. I appreciate it. This week's Tennessee River Smith Lake tip of the day is brought to you by Sun South. Sun South, from outdoors equipment, parts, services, accessories, Sun South has you covered. On the best for less, visit SunSouth or SunSouth.com for quality John Deere equipment. Sun South, for those that do. Well, Chris, man, I appreciate you being on, buddy. As always, you always uh, just have a lot of great information and 
And guys, if you're listening to the show, you're wanting to book a trip to Smith Lake or to Gunnersville, either one. I mean, you're not going to find anybody that's better prepared than Chris and, and knows more about those lakes and how to fish them and how to how to catch fish and put them in the boat. So, Chris, if somebody wants to fish with you, what's the best way for them to reach you, brother? You can get me, of course, social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook's uh, Captain Chris Jackson, Dash Professional Angler. Um, you can get me on my cell phone anytime, 24-7. Uh, you can call it or text it. Texting's usually better. It's uh, 205-706-2425. That's probably the best way to get me. But you can shoot me a message and just give me about 24 hours, and I can usually message you right back. Man, that's great. Guys, give him a call. Book a trip with him. You won't regret it. Chris, thank you, man. Look forward to talking to you again next time. I appreciate it, man. You too. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. Always appreciate Chris. Great segment. And, uh, man, he's guy's got some knowledge up there on those lakes in Gunnersville and, and Smith Lake. And love having him on here. But let's go to our next segment, and let's go a little further down south for the Coosa Talapus Report with Jake Maddox. Jake, what's going on, my friend? What's going on, man? Just fishing at uh, Lake Eufaula right now. So you in the boat right now. I mean, that's dedicated to the podcast right there. Just just call in yeah, while you're yeah. in the boat. We had a guide trip yesterday on Lake Martin. That's where I guide, and I had a guy from Indiana, and he had heard so much stuff about Eufaula, and he had fun on Lake Martin, but he really wanted to see what the big fish were about at Lake Eufaula, and I hadn't been down here in a couple of weeks, so. Came down here today just to kind of look around, see what's going on. We're going to have to go out here tomorrow. Never done a guide trip on Eufaula, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Well, I mean, how's your day going so far? I mean, you finding some fish? Yeah, we've caught a, some good fish. Nothing too big. Bunch of uh, fish on beds. It seems like there's a lot of males up there right now. We're starting to see a couple paired up, but mainly just a lot of like two and three pounders on beds. By the end of this week, though, I think there's going to be a lot of big females that pull up, especially with the night's getting a little bit warmer, being in the 50s instead of the 30s, and then the day's getting a lot hotter. Being on a new moon also can't beat that. So, are you when you when you're like right now when you fall? Are you like the fish are moving up to the on the bed down there? Obviously, are, are you sight fishing? Or are you just fishing shallow and kind of keeping your eyes open for them at the same time? At first, I was fishing around, throwing a swim jig and stuff, and then we kind of got into an area and. Once you kind of see one in the area, usually you can kind of look around and you find a lot more than just one. That's the cool thing about the time of year is they're not spawning in every single pocket. But once you do find a bed, there's usually a lot more with it. So when you're finding the fish on the bed, I mean, what's kind of your go-to? You see the fish on the bed. What's kind of your go-to bait this time of year to get that fish to hit? So I usually like to just play around with different baits and just try to find the right size bait that the that the fish ends up reacting to the best. Mainly we like beaver style baits and then creature style baits like a lizard or something like that. A lot of guys like white, but I've been kind of going away from white and using more natural colors. I, I just feel like they bite a little bit quicker on natural colors, even though you might not see the bait as well. Sometimes I'll flip in there with white just to see how the bait reacts. And then when I actually comes time to catch the fish, I'll, uh, I'll use a more natural color bait. Good stuff, man. That makes sense. Well, it's it's good to hear that they're moving up down there, and that means that some good fishing's right around the corner. If it's not already here, some big fish gonna start being caught down there, and you follow for sure. Well, look, yes, what sir. about? I know you've been, like you said, you've been guiding and at at Lake Martin. How how did uh, how was yesterday on Lake Martin? It was pretty good. In the morning, we tried to do some spawning spot stuff, and it really didn't happen first thing in the morning. So I got a little worried, but, you know, we had to just change gears, and uh, we headed straight to some floating docks, and that's how we caught our fish yesterday. We probably caught about around 30-something fish yesterday, spotted bass and largemouth, and I think our best five went around like 12 and a half pounds. Hey, that's not bad. Not too bad for Lake Martin. For Lake um, Martin, that's right. And, yeah, at the end of the week, though, it should be really good. You're just going from dock to dock, looking for that floating dock, and then what are you what are you fishing with around those? Usually just a weightless plastic, like a like a fluke or a cinco, that style bait. I've been really targeting docks that kind of have floating piers, but also have the you know the straight pylons. So it seems like when they they can warm up first thing in the morning on those floating docks, and then they'll slide up to actually make their beds on the poles. So that's what I've been targeting. I've been just been targeting those docks in protected areas and throwing those baits around them. I'll also go around the docks with like a 
3.8-inch Kitek and just kind of throw that around to catch a lot of the spotted bass just around the docks. And then for largemouth, it's mainly been catching those on a weightless weightless plastic. Now, back up a minute. You just said that they, they're making their beds, like, on the pylons. Yes, sir. So explain that a little bit to us. Okay, so I like how I like some of the docks where they have the floating docks connected to the docks that have, like, your standard docks, like, standard pier that has the pylons on it. It seems like those were the docks that where when it gets cold out, the fish can sun themselves under the black floats on the floating docks. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes time to make, make their bed, they can just slide up between the floating dock and the pier and, you know, use that. It seems like the right in between places where I'm catching a lot of my fish right now. And also like the staircases is a big place, big key. I honestly wouldn't even fish the entire dock. I'll just kind of make a couple casts at the high percentage areas and then I'll I'll keep moving and then keep moving yeah so the fish there right now are uh i'm, I'm assuming like martin or like everywhere else they're they're starting to move up transition to to yes, the, dock, the shallower areas uh yes sir are you pretty much a hundred percent now shallow water fishing uh or are you still moving uh, back out uh, on points and stuff a little bit as well so for spawning spots that's more like your points your gravel bars shallow offshore stuff I actually did catch one the other day in 40 foot of water and it was just one fish. I just came to just check a spot and I got a bite and I, I left cause it, the, the quality wasn't there. So I did, I still did fish a little bit deep, but right now to really get on the big bass, I would really focus on the bank. Yeah. And what are you, and, and you're doing mainly soft plastics on the bank. Yeah. Mainly soft plastics. And I'll kind of like get in the area until I, I'll kind of fish kind of fast until I get in the area with a lot of fish in it. And then I'll slow down and really, you know, pick whatever I'm fishing apart, whether it be wood or a dock or whatever. And then once I figure out, um, like I said, I was only fishing like a certain part of the dock. Once I kind of figure out what part of the dock the fish are relating on, that's when I'll uh, feed things back up and, and just fish that section. Cause I, I think I did that yesterday. I pulled into a pocket. I think it had six or seven piers in it and I caught a fish off of every single one of them. Oh wow! So I was, and I probably fished all six or seven piers in probably less than probably six minutes. Oh man, just that's fun! Of, just hitting one, yeah. catching, going to the next one. Yeah, just catching one, go to the next, and then I'm I'm sure if I would have turned around, I would have caught some more. There's this time of year too, you can catch a lot of fish off of one dock. You know, Lake Lake Martin is is so is the water. Uh, I'm assuming the water's coming up there. Yes, sir. So last week we had. Last I spoke with you, I had that tournament on uh, Lake Martin at the end of February, that small college tournament, and we ended up coming in second in it. But in the afternoon, we actually saw some fish starting to spawn, and that was the end of February. And then the water was down, and that day I think they started to put the plug in the lake. And so I went back you know, this week for the first time since that tournament, and I think the lake could come out another foot and a half or so. So, And it's coming up every day. So hopefully by the end of March, things will, will get really good. and especially with you know the next new and full moon that water coming up is only going to help things it puts a lot more cover in the lake for those largemouth and lake martin's one of the best places in march is one of the best places in the state to go catch largemouth and you've never fished for large or never fished in the spring on lake martin you need to it's a really fun time of year to fish the lake uh, that's good to know man and and i think uh, what we've talked before lake martin gets overlooked sometimes and people just think of it as as recreational just boating type and and not as much fishing but it is a phenomenal fishery oh absolutely in that springtime so the water they take i mean they let the lake martin down a long ways how many feet does he go down every year probably they, they let it down i think normally it was six but i think this year they brought it down seven i'm pretty sure Seven um, foot. So, I mean, that's, and that's another reason why I focus on those floating docks is they can stay on those docks a lot longer because uh, as the water kind of comes up, they can kind of just stay on the same docks that they kind of wintered on and just move up, move up to the bank to spawn once, you know, and just follow the water. How does the water rising uh, affect? So let's say a fish is, I mean, he's coming in, he's on bed right now and uh-huh. he's in six foot of water. Well, that six foot of water that he's in right now is going to turn into 12 foot of water or 10 foot of water or whatever uh-huh. before. Does that, does that affect them or do they, do they care? It kind of does. So a fish doesn't stay on bed as long as we, we think they do. So it, and the water doesn't come up as fast as, you know, it's a couple of days. I mean, it may come up a few inches every day, 
but they definitely like I, I've caught fish the other day where the, I was catching I know that there was fish on bed at the ends of the piers and the water had come up with another foot in a two-week period and I would still flip back in there because I knew that there was some fry garters and stuff you may not catch the female she may have already gone but a lot of times the male will still be there and a lot of the fry will still be there at the end of those piers where you know that was the two and three foot of water and now it's four and five foot of water right right good stuff man well i'm gonna let you guys get back to fishing but before i let you go what are you gonna bring us for the tip of the day on the coosa talapusa and lake martin what's your tip of the day gonna be just move around until you find the fish once you find the fish settle down in the area and really pick it apart and another good thing is just this time of year is just wear your glasses even if it's kind of low light conditions just always have your glasses on just so you might find the fish of a lifetime i caught one last year that was i didn't actually weigh it but it was a really really big fish that i caught last year my biggest on lake martin and i wouldn't have seen if i didn't have my polarized glasses on so keep that in mind and just check every square inch once you start actually getting fish start catching fish just keep looking and you'll eventually find a really big one Good stuff, man. Well, this week's Coosa Talapusa tip of the day is brought to you by Bucks Island Marina. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. They love trade-ins, which provide a steady stream of used boats. They can rig your boat at their 18 bay service department or ship your new motor anywhere in the United States. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Brooks Island. They have factory trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside, Alabama 35907, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. All right, Jake, man, I appreciate you, buddy, and uh, let y'all get back to it, but before we do, if somebody wants to book a trip to catch some of these fish on Lake Martin, or obviously you'll go to Ufala or anywhere they want to go, but what's uh what's the best way for them to contact you to book a trip with you through my website at www.bassinbros or you can find me on instagram at bassinbros god on instagram or my my personal instagram which is j mad fishing yeah just j mad fishing all um, right and you can also just up on the website bass and bros is that b-a-s-s b-a-s-s-i-n-b-r-o-s god just bass and bros god yes sir Good stuff, man. Well, Jake, I appreciate it, buddy. And hey, what's Auburn got going on? Where y'all fishing next? We're going to Lake Chickamauga, I believe, at the end of uh, end of March. Good stuff. So that should be a real good. And then I think after that we go to Pickwick. So, two, oh man, two big lakes on Tennessee River. I'm looking forward to it. How are y'all doing so far? We were doing pretty good. I think we had a couple teams in the top. We had one team in the top five, and then we had another team in. Carson, did, did Logan and Tucker get, yeah, two teams in top 10. So last tournament at Lake Hartwell this past weekend. So, well, War Eagle, man, y'all stay, y'all keep doing it. Keep us up to date on it. And, and I look forward to having you back on next time, brother. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. And another thing for your viewers, we're uh, coming out with the YouTube series this year. So y'all go check it out. The first video is going to drop soon. I'm not sure the exact date, but it's going to drop soon. Y'all need to check it out. It's going to be something special. Yeah. And what's that YouTube channel? Is it out yet, or do you need to give that later on after y'all launch it? Auburn University Bass Team. It hasn't come out yet, but we have some podcasts that the viewers can watch that my brother and as well as some other teammates put together. So y'all go check it out. I'll let you know when the YouTube series comes out, and I'll send you a link. That sounds good, man. And, hey, I'm going to be waiting for my invite here in a few weeks, too, when things get really hot at Lake Martin. Uh, It ain't hard for me to drive down there. I ain't that far from Yes, sir. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'll give you a call. Look forward to it, man. All right, take care. Stay safe out there. All right, thank you. You too. All right, buddy. All right, folks, great show uh, today, man. Loved having my buddy Adam on with Sportsman's Box, and then Chris Jackson, always just love that guy and his knowledge. Uh, He's been doing it a long time, and he knows it. And then that young gun, Jake Maddox, I mean, the guy catches fish. I mean, part of the Auburn fishing team and just – what a well-spoken, knowledgeable young man. I mean, to be a college-age guy, doing what he's doing, guiding, 
making a living fishing and man, it's, a, it's an awesome thing. So thanks for Jake to be being on as well. All right, folks, that's going to be a wrap for the week. Please subscribe, rate, and drop us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. If you'd like us to email you the podcast, just text the word fishing to 646-495-9867. Guys, that is it for the week. Look forward to talking to you again next week and bringing you the show. And, uh, hey, it's that time of year. We know it ain't going to be doing nothing but getting better. Until then, talk to you later. Bye. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com. And these guys know how to grow big. And brought to you by... Sun South. From outdoor equipment, parts, services, accessories, Sun South has you covered on the best for less. Visit SunSouth or SunSouth.com for quality John Deere equipment. Sun South for those that do. And brought to you by Bucks Island is a family-owned and operated business since 1948. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. Give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by Brian Sand with National Land Realty. You already trust me with your fishing report, so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well. Just give me a call at 601-383-2344.